Hello, everyone, and welcome to A Light On, our video series that brings to light the latest and greatest in human capital and business topics. Today, I am joined by experts from our AI, analytics, and consumer research teams to talk about how organizations can transform data into actionable insights. Please join me in welcoming Carrie Wilkins, Vice President of Analytics, and Ray Baumrock, the Vice President of Employee Experience Research and Insights. Ray and Carrie, thank you both so much for joining us today. Great to be here, Dom. Thanks for having us. Of course. So before we get started, I do have a reminder for our viewers. If at all during today's webcast, you have a question for Ray or Carrie, please put it in the cue box on the right-hand side of your console, and we'll make sure to follow up with you at the end of today's episode. Now, diving right in, we recently partnered with the Harvard Business Review on a research report entitled Unlocking Enterprise Value, How Leadership, Culture, and Data Define Profitable Employee Experiences to bring to light how employers can make better business decisions through analytics, leveraging their untapped data opportunities. Based on the research from that report, we found that many leaders understand strategy and data-driven decision-making, yet many still struggle to operationalize those insights across the entire enterprise, particularly when it comes to applying that same rigor around people decisions as they do to financial considerations. And so I'm sure many of you in our audience today are tuning in and you're hearing a lot about data and AI constantly. But as a leader, where do you want to invest your resources? And so Ray, starting with you, could you maybe share some thoughts with me on what we're hearing from HR and business leaders with regards to this topic? Yeah, Dom, happy to start. Um, you know, this really is one of the biggest challenges we're hearing from employers, right? We, we spend X amount on data analytics, but really what is that ROI, especially beyond just reporting? And further, we hear a lot, right? What else should I be looking for? Or what might I be missing, right? I'm spending, I'm doing these kind of analytics. Maybe I'm missing something around that. Um, we saw a recent study from Deloitte um, that said about 53%, I think, of HR professionals said their leaders' interest in workforce analytics had increased over the last 18 months, but only 11% say they can really produce it in real time, right, or, or on demand when it's needed. So first, we, I think we see a lot of this desire for faster insights, right? And, and it really comes up pretty often as a need. I think the other thing we're hearing pretty consistently from leaders um, that the data is siloed, right? It, it makes it difficult to kind of measure and understand the impacts kind of across organizational functions or even part of a function like HR. So the second thing that we're hearing a lot is this ability to integrate and connect. All of these various data elements and insights really to connect those in ways that avoid unintended consequences, right? We might make a decision over here based on this analytic, but it actually has a negative consequence over here. And we wanna be able to connect and integrate those effectively. And then probably finally, you know, leaders keep saying, right? We have a lot of data, <laughs> but what they really want is this ability to identify actions, right? And then, hey, if we've identified some of these actions, could we actually estimate the impact on all of the important outcomes that they have that they could expect from those actions moving forward? Yeah, and Ray, it's such a great point as you think about all of those different areas for investment and how to get to really good insights. I actually was having a conversation with a client a couple of weeks ago and they said, I've got all of these dashboards across the full ecosystem and like I don't even know what to pay attention to. And so many of you may be in that spot. And I think if you're investing in analytics and you're investing in insight to try to help you understand your ecosystem, but you're not getting the value out of that, then we need to think about what can you do differently with that investment. 
And, you know, it's, you really can start to sort of flip the script here in terms of how do we get ahead of the challenges with data and use all of that that's within your grasp to help you be a better leader. And, you know, when you think about kind of stepping back, um, the key is really looking across the entire HR ecosystem. And like Ray was talking about, where are we investing? What data do you have or could you apply into your equation? What can that data tell you? How can it help to sort of shape a story? How can it help you figure out a problem that you're trying to solve? Um, and then how are you as an HR team structured to be able to take actions on the insights that you're seeing? And your HR team, you need to make sure you're thinking about not only the people within your organization, but also the partners that you're working with because that's really a part of your full ecosystem. And so it's really when we get to values and outcomes, when we start to leverage the analytics in a new and different kind of way. So those are some really great points. And, and thank you both for, for teeing up what the, the problem is here that we're trying to solve. Carrie, I actually want to go back to you quickly. So you brought up types of insights. So what types of insights can help our audience as leaders at their organizations, frankly, just become better stewards for their organization? Yeah, it's such a great question. And that's exactly what we all want to be, right? We want to be the best stewards that we can be for the organization. And we want to continue to be better leaders and be um, a, a proponent of change and innovation within our organizations. Um, and so to really elevate your game, it's super important to have both a strategy and a culture that's grounded in value and outcomes. And that's what really starts to make the people space come to life. You know, you get to outcomes by understanding what actions you need to take. You get to actions by understanding what insights you're seeing, what's that story that's there. And you get to those insights based on the data that you're able to pull into that ecosystem. And so that data at that fundamental level is really, you know, that's a strategic asset. And the more you can leverage that in different ways, the more you can start to sort of shape your story and where you want to go with that. And so as you think about like what data is at your fingertips, I find um, that when I'm talking with clients, it's oftentimes sort of in three different areas that they're really starting to apply kind of their data and analytics strategies. So one, thinking about from an operational perspective, how are they leveraging data to, you know, thinking about service level agreements and KPIs to really understand the overall health of the HR people space? Second bucket would be in the investment and ROI category. How am I leveraging the data that I have to really make sure that I am investing in the right places? Thinking about things like, you know, am I seeing challenges with um, individuals from an equity perspective who aren't participating in certain benefit programs? Or am I seeing a challenge with engagement in a certain area? Or am I seeing um, trouble with, you know, more turnover in given roles or are people taking additional time off? How do you kind of manage through that and then tie it back to your investments? Um, and then that really strategic application of your work. So how are you understanding how your numbers compare to maybe your competitors or others in your field that can then help you shape the things that you might want to learn or do differently from a strategic perspective. And I think focusing on these three areas really helps us um, to kind of bring our data to life and to help us unlock our leadership potential in different ways. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Carrie. I, I think especially the strategic application, right? There, I mean, there really are a lot of ways leaders can use data to be better leaders. 
but I, I, I might take a little bit different tack too. And, and we're also finding that many organizations, you know, are not necessarily using the data they have about really two important aspects of HR, right? Well-being, which has become, you know, super important, right? And employee experience. For example, as working with a couple of organizations, you know, that, that have been focused on improving employee well-being and they're right to do so, right? It's really represents the capacity that people have to perform, but, but we're finding that too many leaders don't actually know how, quote, well <laughs> their people are, are doing, right? It, or at least not with any good evidence. Um, instead, a lot of reliance on anecdotal stories or sort of ad hoc analysis but with a combination of listening to employees and real objective measures related to health, you know, financial well-being and other workplace elements, we can really do a more rigorous and evidence-based assessment. It might not be as bad as, as you think, or it might not be as good as you think. And using that data um, really helps. You know, another example recently is, is the focus on critical segments, right? Or looking at uh, diversity and inclusion data. It, it makes me think of, you know, the many working parents, right, who are required to kind of facilitate their kids through all of the remote learning during the pandemic and continue to do that. And, and many organizations really wanted to help. But we actually did kind of a, a quick survey with, with employers and the vast majority of employers didn't really have quick access to data about you know, who even had school age children or other caregiving responsibilities. And it really just hindered their ability to act quickly, right? And, and get out in front of some of these kinds of things and, and do it with any kind of precision. And I suppose to some extent, right, you know, COVID has sort of put HR in the spotlight, right? Even, even more when it comes to data and, and analytics. Um, you've got a more distributed workforce. You've got new employee challenges, right? A whole new set of processes about how work gets done. And, and using data to understand and optimize that employee experience is really going to be very valuable. You know, Dom, you had mentioned the the HBR um, you know pulse survey that that we uh, that we collaborated with. You know, only twenty five percent of that survey said they're using well being data to make decisions about employee experience strategy, even wow. though the value of it argues for just much higher use. So as we think about it with integrated data about well-being and experience, uh, organizations really will be able to increase productivity, you know, optimize investments and, and reduce business risk over time. Oh, a lot of those numbers are shocking to me. And I, you know, I've talked about this with you and others all the time, and it's crazy to hear that sometimes. So I guess, you know, moving off from that, let's move on and discuss some strategies for using data analytics to help optimize those costs, reduce risks, and like you said, Ray, like improve the employee experience. So Carrie, maybe do you want to kick us off this go around? I do. And, you know, I think it's really fun when we get to start talking strategy and sort of how you pull all of this together. And insights are at the heart of that and how we can actually drive value by, like you said, optimizing costs, reducing risk, and, and working on the employee experience. Um, there are two points that I actually wanted to pull out from the HBR article that I think are really a, a good upfront framing to be thinking about. And so one of them is around prioritization. So 35% of the respondents in the study said that they lacked prioritization from leadership in terms of leveraging data and insights within their ecosystem. And so if you're not finding the right level of prioritization for leveraging data from the top down, it's going to be really hard to make that incremental progress. And so like I mentioned before around, you know, how do you continue to, you know, how do you structure your team? How do you think about pulling the information? 
information from the top down. Like you've got to make sure that you're having that right culture in place to be doing that. Um, the second piece I wanted to pull out was really around being open to going broad um, with data and with your insights. And so 71% of the respondents in the study actually said they only use traditional types of HR data. So think, you know, just talent management systems, payroll, engagement data, as they're looking at their, you know, their overall strategy. And there's a lot more data that's out there that can help us to drive new and different kinds of insights. And I'd say that strategy really starts, you know, when you take the power of the data that you have and the expertise sort of within your organization and within the partners that you work with. And then you take that and then you put that all together in a new and different way. I was talking to a client um, last week, actually, about their total rewards program, and they had spent months trying to come up with what are their success factors for, you know, uh, or what would they consider their success factors for a a well-structured total rewards program? And that was really hard. And ultimately they came back down to, it was cost, utilization, and employee perception of benefits. And so to be able to get to a place where you can actually then take that up the food chain and say, yes, this is my total rewards program and it's successful because of XYZ, that XYZ has got to be your data, your insights, your analytics that you can then bring to the table to really serve that up. And so I would say that that really starts with that sort of 360 degree view of your people data. So thinking across health, wealth, career, looking at family, looking at social equity, labor costs, to the extent that you can pull all of that together, you don't have to have all of those pieces, but the more you can put together in your puzzle, the more powerful your insights are going to be. And then you take that data, whatever the amount of it is that you have, and you start to leverage some of the new and emerging tools that exist. You think about deep analytics in a different way. You look at machine learning and automation and AI and how you, you know, opportunities to integrate the data in different ways to then drive insights that give you those actionable recommendations for how you want to move forward. And so it's really kind of that flow from data all the way through to the tools and capabilities that you use. And then you start to see that real value coming to play. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So I guess then as a follow-up to that question, you were talking about driving value. So can you maybe walk me and our viewers through what some of those key areas of functionality are that ultimately do drive the value for the organization? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I think it's really when you start to leverage sort of those core areas of, you know, expertise and functionality and digging in and and people are having a really good time while they're doing it and they're finding new and interesting insights. So leveraging, you know, advanced analytics so that you can drive insights into why your people are doing what they're doing. Um, You can look at leverage benchmarking and industry data so that you actually have a full perspective on how you compare to others. Um, Again, your competitors or just what's going on in the market. Um, Thinking about engagement data. So how can you measure the um, engagement and the connection that people have with their benefits? How are they navigating through those moments that matter? And are you really catching them so that they're utilizing their benefits? And then that true integration of insights. And so it's, you know, how do you create that connected ecosystem across all of that? And so it's when you use these type of capabilities that we have, it really gets us to that place where 
we're moving past how we used to just show what happened historically to that idea of how can you then start to tell here's what's actually going to happen in the future through prediction, through different kinds of insights. And that's where you start to drive even more value for the organization. So it's good stuff. Yeah. So I guess then Ray to you now with all of that in mind, can you maybe walk us through what are some of the outcomes then that organizations can expect when they implement the strategies that Carrie just walked us through? Yeah, right. I mean, there, there's such a myriad of things. Obviously, some of the you know the the top line ones, right, are first just better well-being, <laughs> um, and and further from that, that more effective and efficient experiences. Um, and and when we when we have that great well-being and we have those great experiences, right, it just unleashes that ability to drive engagement and productivity. But, but maybe if we get more specific, right, around well-being, right? So we're seeing when people are utilizing these strategies, right, an increase certainly in program utilization. Carrie even mentioned like the client uh, situation, right? Utilization was one of the things. But maybe more importantly is literally, you know, better savings behavior and financial decision-making, right? When it comes to financial well-being, greater access to health and health services, right? For some of the underserved populations, right? Really getting, getting down to the people that really need the help, right? Really need the support. Um, and then, you know, sort of universally, right? This idea of reduced stress, right? Just driving better long-term cost management, better safety, right? People that are, are stressed from a manufacturing standpoint, right? Safety and incidents rise. All of those kind of outcomes uh, are realizable. And you can see a lot of these things through the analytic strategies that Carrie was mentioning. I think on the employee experience side, you know, we, we should certainly see improved employee perceptions, right? um, probably a pretty easier one. But, but, but what do we get from that, right? So when, when uh, people feel better, right, about their benefits and their experience and, and all this, they're more likely to refer people, right? So in, in what's going to be happening in the labor market, you know, as, as we come out of the pandemic, right, referrals and, and the ability to attract uh, and retain. And then you get stronger levels of engagement. Right. So people, again, um, advocating for the organization, producing that discretionary effort that engagement um, delivers. And then finally, we also see just literally lower business risk. Right. Um, you get a more appropriate talent flow. Right. Because people are attracted to the organization and people are able able to re retire when they're supposed to. Right. From a financial standpoint um, and really retention then of those key populations, which are so critical. Right. For the company to grow. Um, and, and then finally, again, just going back to this reduced stress, um, you know, employees and their families, right, all of us have taken on sort of a bigger burden uh, through this pandemic um, and, and the ability to reduce stress and, and really lower that long-term health risk to the organization and employees. So a, a lot of outcomes, I think, that can be tied together here for the employee, for the organization, and, and obviously for, um, you know, investors from a financial perspective as well. Yeah, it's really nice to see, you know, just truly how vast, you know, all of these incredible outcomes can really be for an organization and their people. Um, so then I guess, you know, before closing out, I'd like to ask you guys each the same question. If you guys could share one piece of advice for our listeners today, based on our discussion, what would that be? Carrie, maybe you kick us off this time. Absolutely. So I think, you know, maybe this is sort of a two part. The first is really Try not to get overwhelmed. Um, when you think about how often you're hearing analytics, data, AI, it can kind of go through, oh, I need to be doing more, I need to be doing more. And just 
give yourself that grace to know that the things that you're doing are taking your, there's steps that are in the right direction and it's not going to be perfect overnight. And it's always going to be continuing to evolve. And so find the pieces where you think you can drive the most benefit within your organization and start there. And, and then the other parts will come as you're able to work those. Um, and then I think along those lines, maybe to get even a little bit more tactical is, use data and insights in your ongoing business routines. So thinking about that from the top down and from the bottom up, if you're not incorporating your new dashboards or modules into something that you're reviewing on a weekly or a monthly basis with your team, you're not going to get traction there. And you're also not going to see what works for you. Um, and the way you get to evolve is by utilizing the insights that you have and then saying, hey, I want to tweak that a little bit. You come back around and then you try something more. And ultimately, you've really got that package that works for you to meet your strategic needs. So I'd start there with my Awesome. Ray to you. Yeah. So Carrie kind of took one of mine, right? The, try not to get, you know, overwhelmed, right? But, and it's easy to get overwhelmed. I mean, again, even as a, you know, as, as a practitioner in the field a lot, um, it, it can get overwhelming. Um, and a lot of uh, listeners may ask themselves, right? Or, or be asked from leaders or from others in the organization. So, you know, you should know what does the data tell us, right? It, it's like this universal question, but I, I might, my advice might be to flip it a little bit and, and start with what question you're trying to answer, not, not from the data per se, right? Try to start with that question. So, so how well are our employees? Um, what is the current overall employee experience and what's driving that? And then from there, you can really determine, you know, what data you need or, or what data you can leverage, uh, connect or, or integrate it in a compelling way to answer that question. And, and if you don't have all you need, right, sometimes you can, you can get a proxy for it or you can get it from partners like a, a light. You know, I think a, a recent example, um, you know, is, is how we're designing some of our um, financial well-being analytics right now, right? It's, it's really around three fundamental questions, right? How are employees doing financially today? Uh, are they prepared for the unexpected that may pop up, right? You know, like the car repair or whatever else. Um, and are they on track for a competent financial future, right? Whether they call that retirement or, or something else, right? Um, so lots of internal and external data can be used to answer these questions effectively, but it really allows leaders to know exactly where they are and, and then what they need to do to, to sort of move forward. Awesome. You must have been reading my mind about that car repair, unexpected expenses, <laughs> Ray. I'm in a very similar situation right now. And thank goodness we, uh, we have a solution that I can work with on that. Um, but thank you both uh, for joining us today. Unfortunately, we are out of time. Um, and I do want to thank you both for joining us, sharing all your insights and expertise with our audience. And I also want to thank our audience for tuning in and joining us. If you liked what you saw, you want to learn more about today's topic or Ray and Carrie, there's additional resources in the console on the right-hand side, and I highly encourage you to check them out. Before we head out, uh, we'll always be here to shed a light on the latest business and human capital topics. Thank you again for joining us, and we'll see you next month.